in to the PFF NFL Daily today, recapping day one with some winners and losers from day one of free agency, Sam. It was the legal tampering period, and boy, the agents and the teams, they had the contracts just about worked out. So, you know, by 12.02, we had our first signing. They were they were ready to go, Sam. Uh, but we'll, we'll do our quick reaction here. Uh, day one, give us some winners, and uh, we'll start with winners of uh, day one of free agency. I mean, look, just an incredible job by everybody to get that deal hammered out in the two minutes, of, you know, post-opening of the legal tampering period. First That's time they chatted and everything, you know. Phenomenal piece of work. Most people, it would take a good hour or two to get the basics of that put together. The NFL, they're such professionals. 90 seconds, 30 seconds to send the text out to, you know, Schefter and, and get it official. But uh, a 90-second contract, you don't often see that in today's NFL. Um Bengals. Bengals are my first team. They, they're they a side we've talked about a lot. They need to go into this offseason and plan A, B, and C is fix that offensive line, right? Joe Burrow played amazingly in the face of pressure, particularly throughout the playoffs last season, and it's just not a thing that you can bank on long-term. Like the Chargers a year ago, you know that Burrow is special. You need to make his life easier, make sure that what happened at the end of this year doesn't happen at the end of next year. Repair the offensive line. So they've gone out and they've been making moves immediately. They were the team that got the two-minute move done. You bring in a couple of offensive linemen that should be significant upgrades to your offensive line, one of whom gives you some guard center flexibility. So you don't even, you're not even like locked in to the position that you've upgraded. Alex Kappa came over from Tampa Bay. Ted Karras from New England. Both those guys should be able to slot right in and be immediate upgrades over what they've been playing. And as I say, because one of them can, can play two, two different positions, you still have the flexibility to hit it in the draft or trade. You know, Lyle Collins is still out there. And then the other team is the Chargers, who are just making big moves. Again, in the same situation, they have a superstar quarterback, and they want to make everything possible uh, happen around him so that they can win something. We'll circle back to some of the Chargers moves. I want to highlight those two offensive line moves by the Bengals, though, right? We anticipated the Bengals would come out swinging uh, on the offensive line. You mentioned Ted Karras can play center, can play guard. Alex Kappa, those are the two guys they signed out of all guards in the NFL that were free agents. Uh, the sixth and seventh most valuable guards over the last uh, two years. So both of those guys. So, you know, Austin Corbett ranks slightly ahead of them, and Connor Williams and Brandon Sheriff ranks slightly ahead of those guys. But for the deals that they got, Ted Karras, three years, 60, uh, $18 million. For Kappa, about $10 million per year over four years. Just really good deals, right? They didn't have yeah. to – they didn't pay Brandon Scherf type of money at guard. They put it they, – they, they paid both guys in that sweet spot. And again, like you said, massive upgrades over what they've had over the last couple of years at center and or guard, depending on where you put, put Karras. So, Absolutely. Um, like they're exactly yeah. the moves that we said they should be making prior to free agency, right? Find these guys – that are guaranteed upgrades, but probably aren't going to break the bank. And, you know, they, they've done it the smart way. They've sort of signed almost tier two free agents right at the start of free agency in tier one time. They prioritize those guys. And unlike Carolina, who did the same thing last year, they prioritize them for guys that have like a track record of pretty good play. All right, let's go to the Chargers because they're making the splash moves, man. I mean, they're getting J.C. Jackson in there. Yeah. Uh, this is coming off the back of already trading for Khalil Mack. So, like, all the all the big stuff. Sebastian Joseph Day is headed over there now from the Rams. Uh, everything the Chargers are doing, as you said, trying to, you know, they, they added Mike Williams back to the mix with, with a long-term extension. But most of the moves here on the defensive side of the ball trying to take that Chargers defense to the next level. 
Yeah, and again, I like it. Like, you have a small window of flexibility when you have a star quarterback on a rookie contract that gives you the capacity to start throwing money around for a couple of years the way most NFL teams simply can't match. And they're taking advantage of it. And 100% for it. Absolutely outstanding to see. I think J.C. Jackson, for the money they got him for, it's a steal. Like, he's on a fraction of what people thought he might have got on the open market as one of the best corners and maybe the best ball hawk cornerback in the entire NFL. You can now get to pair him up with the player that we can't mention unless we jinx him through injury, number 33 on defense to play safety. Um, I retweeted him today, or quote tweeted him. Is that okay? I mean, I had to fix the image when I did it, but we're okay, I think. I should go I should go back and, yeah, fix but, that yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, now, with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, you add Sebastian Joseph Day to add some more um, beef on the inside. I really like what the Chargers are doing to that defense, and the offense was already pretty good last year. Yeah, so I think, you know, to sum that up, Bengals and Chargers, you know, they've got quarterbacks heading into year three. They have the money to spend because of that, and this is this is how you build around those young quarterbacks. Let's go to uh, the losers. You have to, we have to at least highlight this, right? Um, look, I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars are complete losers. I think they're getting better. It's just when you tie it to the money, it's a challenge. It's when Christian Kirk is making a ridiculous amount of money and some of the players that they're getting, I think they're overpaying for some of those second-tier free agents. I always hate teams that go into free agency and spend a lot of money, and I can't discern a pattern to what they're doing, right? With the Bengals, you can see what they're attempting to do. They're going out there, and they're immediately hitting that offensive line and overhauling it. With the Chargers, you can see where their money is going. They're investing heavily in a defense that I imagine would have been a little bit embarrassing might be too strong a word but you know you can see how Brandon Staley a defensive-minded head coach leader of the number one defense in the NFL the year before would have been a little bit unhappy with how his defense performed last year that's where they're going the Jags have spent more money than anybody and I don't know what they're doing other than spending money right it feels like a team that's going out there and has all these vacation days right they just need to get rid of because they're about to expire this is uh, yeah a weekend in you know Cleveland, all, all for it, right? Let's go. Sign me up. Oh, right. They're just Cleveland taking the days. Cleveland strays now. They're Cleveland. Just, they're just taking the days off, and they're just going where the hell ever. It doesn't matter. we got to use these days off. That's what it feels like Jacksonville is doing right now. They're just spending money to spend money. And, okay, some of the players they brought in are fine, but, man, the money is huge. Like, Christian Kirk, he's an exciting player as part of a receiving core that's really good already, but... He can't be your number one. You're paying him. Like, the money he's getting is like Amari Cooper money, and people were complaining that Amari Cooper wasn't worth that money. Yeah, I think that that's the tough part for me. They had Christian Kirk. They had Zay Jones to the receiving core. Both guys that were like, you know, in the 50, I forget where Zay ended up on our free agent board, but we're like, all right, you know, he finished strong in 2021. Christian Kirk's coming off his best year. It was a vertical slot option for the Cardinals. But that's what it is. He's a he's receiver two. He's a number two and a half type of receiver. Kirk, can he be your two? Sure. Um, but up to $84 million with incentives. Again, we all flipped out about the terms. The The actual terms weren't that bad uh, or weren't that different. Four years, $72 million, up to $84 million. Uh, Zay Jones, three years, $24 million, up to 30 with incentives. Those are two, three, two slash three type of options. Evan Ingram, I don't mind that as a play. I mean, you're asking, what are they doing? They need talent everywhere. At least with the Bengals, you're like, hey, we're isolated to the line. Chargers, we're isolated to the defense. The Jaguars need talent everywhere. That's why they bring in Foley Fadakasi, uh, Foyasade, Alakun. I mean, all of these guys. 
Olakun probably made way too much money at linebacker for the Falcons for the, you know, leading tackler in the NFL. That's the issue is just kind of like disconnecting the money from on-field production. But they need help everywhere, and they're trying to lure people to Jacksonville. That, so that's the one point that I that might save them here, right, is, is what is the percentage inflation that you have to pay if you're Jacksonville to even get people to consider you as a destination? Like when we were talking about, you know, Allen Robinson may be the star wide receiver of this free agent group right now. And you're like, if you're Allen Robinson – Given the career that you've had and for the first time ever, the sort of lack of quarterback has started to catch up to you, where's the one place you don't want to end up? You don't want to go to Jacksonville. Right. You don't want to run the risk that that institution is as bad as it's been for years previously and your career is, is done. You can't run that risk. So if you're the Jags, with that the history that they have at this point of, of making a mess of it, you probably have to be paying like a pretty significant premium to get these guys to go to Jacksonville. And that's probably also why they're, with the exception of Brandon Scherf, they're not like the superstar names at the positions. They are good guys, not great guys. The one other team that I want to mention in terms of, I don't love what they're doing, Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Hmm. Essentially the moves so far are signing Mitchell Trubisky to compete at quarterback, if not start at quarterback. Who knows that the reports are a little bit, all over the place there, as are the reports and how much money that is. Um, number two, re-sign their right tackle, Okorafor, and then bring in Mason Cole on the offensive line. Now, those guys are both, I would say, below average players on the offensive line. Let's say average at best. And I just, I, it feels like the Steelers don't understand how bad that offensive line is about to look when you replace a guy that was getting rid of the ball faster than any other quarterback in the NFL with somebody that's takes half a second longer every single snap that is going to transform a line that looked reasonable in those circumstances to one that's going to look completely in over its head and you're voluntarily bringing those guys back and like giving it another go and it's it's going to move in the other direction yeah we'll see on the trubisky money i don't think that's going to keep them from drafting a quarterback it you should. know in the draft in the first round. it certainly shouldn't whether it's a lot of money or not with a core of four, at least he's 25 and getting better. I mean, I always give a little bit of a pass to offensive linemen that are trending in year four or five. But again, you're paying him almost $10 million a year for a guy that's played pretty much below average football. So some risk there with the Steelers on the offensive line. And of course, bringing in Trubisky if you're truly going to build around him in the short term. So it's very early, but we've got some, uh, some good moves and some not so good moves across the NFL. It's the PFF NFL Daily.